Welcome. It is July 28th, 2021, Wednesday Hump Day, and you are tuned in to the afternoon podcast known as Michiana Speak Out. A chance for you, the listener and follower of SME Community Radio, to voice your opinions and give your comments on topics of the day. An announcement was given out this morning, early in the morning, and uh, we're still awaiting some comments from folks if they still choose. But if not, we still have plenty of news to bring to you. And so let's go ahead and get things started. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. Could soon see a test vote in the Senate chamber on a $1 trillion infrastructure package. Republican negotiators say they've reached agreement with Democratic counterparts on major sticking points. The Senate Majority Leader says that test vote could come as soon as tonight. Traveling to England gets easier starting next week. Rory O'Neill reports. If you're vaccinated, the transport secretary announcing that vaccinated travelers from the European Union and the U.S. will not have to quarantine when arriving in England. Travelers will have to complete a pre-departure test. They also have to submit to a COVID-19 test upon arrival. Negative results negate the quarantine requirement. It goes into effect Monday. Five states account for half of all new coronavirus infections found in the U.S. over the past month. That's roughly 428,000 cases in California, Louisiana, Florida, Missouri, and Texas combined. The other 45 states combined had about the same. 24-year-old reigning U.S. Olympic gymnastics champion Simone Biles has withdrawn from the individual all-around competition, says she needs to focus on her mental well-being. International Olympic Committee spokesman Mark Adams. Are we doing enough? I, I, I hope so. I think so. Um, but like everyone in the world, we can do more on this issue than we are, and we're really supporting the athletes in this. Says psychologists are at the Olympic Village to help athletes. There's also a helpline in 70 languages. The Wisconsin Court of Appeals has rejected a request by Stephen Avery for a new trial. Avery was the subject of the 2015 Netflix docuseries Making a Murderer. He's serving a life sentence for the 2005 killing of Teresa Hallback in Manitowoc County. Red tide off Florida's coast near Sarasota has gotten so bad it's driven hundreds of sharks into the bay waters of Longboat Key. It's where John Wagman's boat's docked. You saw fins at first just like popping up. Says there were so many it looked like he could walk across the canal using the tops of their backs as stepping stones. Just something I'd never seen in a canal before. Bonnet heads, black tips, nurse sharks, lemon sharks, they've all escaped the red tide or red algae blooms by swimming into the canal. Local biologists warn it'll only provide refuge until their food runs out. And PBS Kids is ending the 25-year run of its animated and educational children's series called Arthur. Production's already wrapped. Final season begins airing in the winter of 2022. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. According to a new Axios Momentum poll, 39% of people say transgender athletes should compete against those of the same biological sex. 20% say they should compete against others of the gender with which they identify. And 14% believe trans athletes should not compete. Republicans are more likely than Democrats to say that trans athletes should compete against athletes of the same biological sex. Greg Clugston, SRN News. In a 2-to-1 ruling, the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Denver denied Lori Smith's attempt to overturn a lower court ruling, throwing out her legal challenge. 
Alliance Defending Freedom represents Smith and argued that the law forced her to violate her Christian beliefs. The anti-discrimination law is the same one at issue in the case of a Colorado baker who refused to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding and won before the U.S. Supreme Court in 2018. Greg Clugston, SRN News. All right, weather is the top story for all of Michiana. There is an enhanced risk now of severe thunderstorms in the overnight hours tonight. And so we're going to go ahead and give you the latest briefings and then I will go ahead and explain what this all means and the potential for what is called a derecho and what is a derecho after this. Public Severe Weather Outlook, Core 1. NWS Storm Prediction Center, Norman OK. 1,156 a.m. CDT wet July 28, 2021. Corrected for general area description, severe thunderstorms expected over parts of the, the state of Wisconsin this evening and overnight. Locations. Much of Wisconsin. Hazards. Widespread damaging winds, some hurricane force. A few tornadoes. Scattered large hail, some baseball size. Summary. Potentially widespread severe thunderstorms are expected late. This afternoon through tonight along a corridor from northeastern Minnesota across Wisconsin into southwest lower Michigan. Preparedness actions. Review your severe weather safety procedures for the possibility of dangerous weather today. Stay tuned to NOAA Weather Radio. Weather.gov, or other media for watches and warnings. A watch means that conditions are favorable for severe thunderstorms. Over the next several hours, if a severe thunderstorm warning is issued for your area, move to a place of safety, ideally in an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Hash. This hazardous weather outlook is for Northern Indiana, Southwest. Michigan and Northwest Ohio. Day one. This afternoon and tonight. Thunderstorms are likely late tonight. Severe storms capable of damaging winds and heavy rain are possible. Days two through seven. Thursday through Tuesday. Additional storms are possible on Thursday. There is a chance for severe storms. Mainly along and south of Highway 24. Dot spotter information statement. Spotter activation may be needed. Now the general short-term Elkhart County forecast. This afternoon. A 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny, with a high near 88. West wind around 5 miles per hour. Tonight. A chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 a.m., low around 70. Southwest wind 5 to 15 miles per hour chance of precipitation is 80%. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Thursday. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 10 a.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., high near 83. Southwest wind around 15 miles per hour becoming northwest in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour chance of precipitation is 80%. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Thursday night. 
mostly clear, with a low around 59. North wind 5 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Friday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 76. North wind around 5 mph. Friday night. Partly cloudy, with a low around 56. Saturday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 78. All right, thank you so much for that extremely important information. So what's going to happen is we are expecting storms to start forming to our northwest in Minnesota and Wisconsin and come down to the southeast. That will impact all of us tonight, anytime after 11 o'clock tonight, um, Eastern Time. These storms are generated by this extremely hot weather and high dew points. And one thought that is going on currently is the potential for extremely damaging winds with this event and what is called a derecho. Now, a derecho is a long-lasting, for hundreds of miles, bow-echo squall line of thunderstorms. On the edges of these, you can get spin-up tornadoes, and we've encountered that before last August with a derecho that did horrific damage in Iowa and Illinois and came east and impacted us. And we had a small little tornado just near Wakarusa last year. Well, tonight there is a possibility of a similar event coming through, although with the late part of the day, the heating and everything, they're hoping that the storms will not be as severe. But as was described by the video I posted earlier from the Chicago and Midwestern Storm Chasers group, the one spotter, he said that the potential is there for 85 to 100 mile per hour winds. Now, I posted a, a notice before the storms happen of a change in the forecasting in which uh, starting in August, text messages are going to be broadcast if there is an extreme severe weather situation, extreme catastrophic um, 80 mile an hour or higher gust winds of severe thunderstorms will go to your text message. This may or may not happen tonight with these storms. But uh, everybody does need to be praying for the folks out to the northwest. There is also the possibility of tornadoes and there is a moderate risk of severe weather out in that way which does stop currently at the Lake Michigan area on the Storm Prediction Center map. So please do what you have to do to be safe and be weather aware. Make sure you have your flashlights and your batteries and battery power radios. Be prepared for power outages. ABC 57 is quite concerned about that. And be weather savvy. We will do our best tonight to share you the latest on any breaking weather situations. So be ready for a long night, and the potential is there for damage. Again, the possibility of a derecho with uh, strong damaging winds at least estimated 70 miles per hour or more is possible tonight. Well, we have been dealing with the heat, and we've also had a new coronavirus bulletin that has come out by our John Schaefer, our homeless information specialist. And so after these messages, we'll be back with John Schaefer. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. 
I like things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. And this is Keith. Welcome back to Michigan Speak Out. Uh, we were expecting John Schaefer to be available uh, for an interview regarding the heat and his COVID update uh, that he did earlier today. We we're going to talk about that, but uh, schedule conflicts failed to allow that to happen. So we're just going to go ahead and share the alert again that he posted. And then we'll go on to Happy and Whole and Him, Sylvia Starks, and our message today from the Census Bureau. Everyone, please be weather aware. Storms will be impacting again tonight. This is John Schaefer with an important update from the National CDC with recommendations for over two-thirds of all U.S. counties. That's two-thirds of all U.S. counties to begin to mask up while indoors when in public. From Washington, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has stated that fully vaccinated Americans who live in areas with substantial and high virus transmission should wear masks indoors in public spaces in the wake of rising COVID-19 cases from the Delta variant. They reviewed new data in recent days that showed fully vaccinated individuals could spread the Delta variant more easily than previous version of the COVID-19. This new science is very worrisome and unfortunately warrants an update to the recommendations from the CDC. The CDC website does have a map that shows the counties with substantial and high risk and high transmission of the variant. That includes a combined total of 63% of all the U.S. counties. 
So it is recommended. It is not required yet, but recommended that you wear a mask once again when indoors in public spaces according to the CDC. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church and welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. We've been walking through the letter of James and today we're going to conclude chapter 1. James writes in verses 26 and 27, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. James sets out three tests of true religion. It first controls the tongue. Second, it cares for the needy in distress. And third, it remains unpolluted from the world. These three tests of religion are going to be what James unfolds for us in the next three chapters. Now, these three may seem like random choices, but actually they're not arbitrary. They actually fall out as necessary consequence of verses 17 and 18, which James has actually been developing up to this point. You remember what James wrote then? He wrote in verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change, verse 18, of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. James tells us in the first place that it is of his own will the Father acts as a spontaneous giver of gifts. Second, James tells us that we were birthed, brought to life by the Father's word of truth. And third, we hear the reason is so that we should be a first fruits, a new creation that is different, distinct from our fallen world. Do you see how this corresponds to James' three tests of religion? If the Father is spontaneous in how he cares for the needy, a pure religious person will likewise visit orphans and widows in their affliction. If the Father gives new life by his word of truth, then the truly religious person had better have a rein on their tongue. If the Father has a purpose in making new creations different from the fallen world, then the religion of being newly undefiled leads one to seek to remain unstained from the world. If we were to sum up true religion, like really simply, we could say, like father, like child. Like father, like child. The father made his children to be like himself. So true religion is a picture of whose we are. As an aside, a lot of folks try to reject religion in favor of relationship. And I get that if we're talking about empty formalism. But that's not true religion. James would not understand a distinction. He sees true religion as revealing our relationship. So the question for us, my friend, is whose are we? If we're children of the Father, whose word is truth and life, we're going to take a bridle out with us each day. You see, our tongues are like untrained beasts, capable of running wild and causing destruction. So before we take off the bridle, perhaps some, after someone said something that causes a rise in us, we're going to look up to our Father, perhaps whisper a prayer, asking Him if what we're about to say will bring life. Will we speak the truth in love? Second, we're going to care for those who our Father's heart is moved towards. 
When's the last time you visited a nursing home or stopped by an older neighbor's house or gave your grandmother a call? Jamie and I, we've been fostering for years and there's as great a need as ever. And perhaps we're not all able to take in an orphan, but we certainly can provide our time, our resources, and pray for those who were once like we were, orphans in need of mercy until our Heavenly Father adopted us. Third, we are to live as a people with steel in our spines as those called out to be separate. Sure, we cannot leave the world, but we also cannot embrace the things that are defiled of this world. Jesus himself prayed that we would remain in the world, but not be of the world or of the evil one. John 17 verses 14 and 15. Actually, this is one of the primary reasons our unbelieving friends and neighbors refuse to give the gospel a hearing. They see our lives don't reflect our testimony. Richard Baxter says, Take heed to yourselves, lest your example contradict your doctrine, lest you unsay with your lives what you say with your tongues. My friend, if you're listening and you're a skeptic because of what you've seen in the lives of professing Christians, forgive us. And keep joining us to hear what James says, what it truly means to hold to the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a believer, well, rejoice and remember who you are and who you belong to today. School starts right around the corner. Goshen, first day is August 9th. Middlebury, Concord, Mishawaka, and South Bend's first day of school is August 11th. Elkhart, first day is August 12th. Here are the new start times for Elkhart Community Schools. Elementary, 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Middle school, 8.15 a.m. to 3.20 p.m. High school, 8.35 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Mary Beck and Roosevelt, 8.20 a.m. to 2.50 p.m. Join Elkhart Schools Mergers Facebook page to stay up to date with what's happening around Elkhart Community Schools. Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Profile America, Wednesday, July 28th. The first savings bank in the United States opened its doors early this month 202 years ago in New York City. Called simply the Bank for Savings, it didn't offer any particular incentives, but it did well that first day in business in 1819 as customers deposited $2,807. In today's money, that would be over $48,000. Even though there were some 300 other banks at the time, the new savings bank was special because it served the average citizen. Today, Americans have a wide field of choices as to where they will keep their money. There are about 90,000 commercial banks, some 72,000 savings banks and savings and loan establishments, and 19,000 credit unions. Aggregate employment at these establishments is over 2 million. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov. This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us Monday through Friday and download it here through anchor.fm and the Anchor podcast free of charge through your Google Play Store. On behalf of us at SME, 
Have a good one.